It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. One, two, Hello, welcome to Let Me Talk. If you're listening to this, then you're most likely a new listener. I'm David Mooney. I am joined, as ever, by Sam Lee. Hi, Sam. Hello. We are talking just after City have lifted their latest Premier League title on a sunny Etihad afternoon, haven't we, Sam? Another one, yeah. Another one. Somebody in the press conference to Pep Guardiola said, congratulations again, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they beat Chelsea in their final game at the Etihad for this season, and uh, we're talking all about that game. Uh, if you want longer ad-free episodes, even earlier after the final whistle, then head over to lmtpod.com to find out how to subscribe. I am absolutely roasting after that afternoon watching them lift a trophy. I was sat in the sun all day, and uh, yeah, I've never, I've never felt as warm as I have done that day. Yeah, um, my wife. My wife went when they got the trophy against Huddersfield in 2018, and that was like proper sunburn territory. Yeah, because that stand just gets it for the whole game, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a um, lovely day. In for contrast, it, but, I'd put uh, my jacket on by the yeah, towards yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked a light jacket, a light jacket, but a jacket all the same. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it would do do wonders for the tan, but. Yeah, not ideal. That. Not ideal. <laughs> exactly that. Moaning yeah. already. And then, uh, then Moaning they, already. But yeah, so, and then they, then they wheel out the pyrotechnics as well, and you're like, lads, it's already <laughs> yeah. five million degrees in this stand. Can we not blast mm. fire at us as well? But you know, here we are. Um, Got to find something to moan about. That's my uh, that's my motto. Um, uh, Sam, it's uh, it's been a, it was an interesting day, really, wasn't it? Because I mean, first off. Um, the team selection came out, and uh, we all went, "Whoa, okay, he's resting players then." Um, and then like Chelsea. Fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> They're shite. They are shite. I think Lampard said something like, Man City haven't won three titles in a row by... Oh, by like turn, oh, what was it like? By turning up and going through the motions or something. It, was, it wasn't even as light as that. It was more damning than that. But it was basically, whatever the hell you lot have been doing for so long, as in like these Chelsea players... Forget it. Like they're they're awful. And I, I've I said this. I think I said this. I said after Real Madrid, not expect. Well, I I was expecting Arsenal to lose, but I wasn't thinking about it at that point. But I was like, City in that kind of strong team intensity tension mode would absolutely batter them. And I did tweet it. I, I wish, I wish it had have been that way, just basically for my own amusement and entertainment, because mm. it, it would have been brutal. But for that City team. Which, you know, it was good for 25 minutes of the game. And after that, not so much. Now, that City team, because obviously there were some good players in it. 
and like key players in the last few title wins, but like not in that assortment, not in that arrangement of well, like we talk about the conditions under which Foden has to play in midfield. And it's normally surrounded by powers of players and blah, blah, blah. But today, it just didn't matter. It was like, well, we'll just put Foden in midfield with Rico Lewis. <laughs> and like Gomez at left back. First Premier League start of the season, I think. For him and um, Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. Phillips, well, Phillips' second start of the whole season in any competition. Um, just that whole assortment of players and how, and how they were kind of thrown together. And then still to win. I mean, look, Chelsea had like a couple of things, but... Like it's it's mental, isn't it? Like the the amount of ability that's in that Chelsea team somewhere, it is so bad. Like so bad. And yeah, like if if it had been like the full city team, it would have been massively embarrassing. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh... Well, like it just would have it would have been mental. But um, yeah. I mean, again, and Cole Palmer playing. Cole Palmer's that's got to be his first start. I don't know. Maybe he played in the Carabao Cup game. I don't remember. But on the left as well, and it was it was just because Pep was gonna as far as I know, go with a very strong team today if they needed to win and then, you know, take it from there. But obviously, as soon as Forrest beat Arsenal on Saturday, it's like, okay, well, let's just, let's just give everyone a rest. And yeah. like, he felt, he seemed, when he came into the press conference, ages, ages, ages after the game and all the celebrations, he just seemed, like he was kind of yawning as he came in and he just seemed like, you know when, you know when you're busy doing something like, Let's say you're working a shift in a pub or wherever, like like, like sometimes when we're recording podcasts for two or three hours and you focused on that and then that finishes and you're like, Jesus, I'm hungry and I'm knackered. Like, but I've not been thinking about that until it's over. Yeah. It's almost like now the season's done, Guardiola's realised how tired he is and it's been built up for 11, 9, 6, 3 months, whatever. It just felt, he just said, it just felt like that was it. Like everything had finished at once and he was like okay we can rest and all of a sudden he's realised fuck me I'm tired but he was, he was he said it about the players as well so there's obviously that element of giving everyone a rest but I'm sure by Brentford it'll be a pretty strong team again and they'll be back in gearing up for the cup final yeah I did wonder actually in a, in a weird way you know we mentioned um, it, it must have been after the Madrid game uh, but it might have been after the first one or the second one. I can't remember which one it was but obviously because it's an evening game um, there was that detail in one of the books that he gets so nervous ahead of games that he can't eat um, and it just the thought struck me about midway through the second yeah. half that there was so so little riding on this game he probably had like a three course meal before before kickoff. do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah for, yeah for comparison's sake absolutely um, somebody said I think it was on the athletic Q and A. Like I've never seen Pep so. He said, "Relax during the game." Well, we of course. Like if he's playing out that team, like if, the the joke obviously in the last few months, isn't it? Is like the City winning comfortably starter pack, and it's Palmer, Gomez, and and Phillips coming on, and like if they're starting, then yeah, it goes it goes to show. But he, even that said about Pep being relaxed during the game, he was he was kneeling down worried on a couple of times a couple of occasions because even this when he was like well it doesn't really matter I'm just going to play the players that to give them minutes to keep the other lads fresh whatever it may be still didn't want to lose or still mm. didn't want to drop the points at the end as well like fair play to him it's, well I mean how, this that's how you do it isn't it um, I asked him in the press conference after the game like how how do you do it and he's like oh, there's no secret answer but basically just try every day to have a good training session. And he was, I think, the, the, he goes, I think the first preseason game is in South Korea. It's not. I think it's in. I think it's in Japan. But he was like, the th- I think the first game is in South Korea, and you know, just try and do that well. And that it's that it's just that day to day being on top of it, isn't it? And actually, I was speaking to a colleague during the game, 
in terms of you know because I wrote the the article about the end of the season and like how they how they got to to winning the the trophy yeah and it's kind of similar in some ways especially you know do you remember when I got straight back through the door from Porto and we did the podcast and we were like oh by the way quite a few of the players are unhappy and want to leave um and you know in a lot of those cases it was because of Guardiola but yeah in the in the documentary which was obviously like five years ago he said didn't he if you want to hate me hate me like and did he say I feel like you play better when you hate me or maybe oh, that was yeah. something else but yeah I forgot about that. yeah yeah but, yeah but it's all but it's almost like if that's the starting point and he acknowledges that the players don't like him and like let's just say a new player comes this this isn't really a perfect example because normally it's the ones that have been there a while and want to change or whatever but let's just say a new player come and they're like fucking hell he's a dick isn't he and like six or seven of the other players are like yeah he is but <laughs> if, if you want to get on board if you're like he's in charge you you know it, there's there's no point in us feeling sorry for ourselves there's no point in us sitting around moaning about him because he's in charge and look Look what if it you does. Play well yeah. and do what he wants. Look, look what happens. And it, it is, it is mad because if there are, I, I, I don't, I don't know at this point if, if it's like it was a couple of years ago. I don't think so. I think it was difficult then because of the pandemic. Everyone was a bit more touchy for, yeah, you know, footballers and human beings alike. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it's like imagine if that's the starting point where the manager's like, well, you can, you can dislike me. Then where have you got to go as players? Um, but then there was a bit of a reminder with the whole Cancelo thing. Um, part of the yeah. reason of what getting rid of him had the had like kind of two upsides. I put this in the article, and one of them was like it it weakens the group of players who are unhappy because it's like well we've taken out the main guy, and also it reminds everyone who's in charge. Um, and in terms of fostering that mentality, fostering fuck me, I was on Five Live all afternoon. I couldn't think of the word fostering. I used the word incubating at one point. <laughs> fostering. Um, incubating. Fostering that mentality. Yeah. I think it works though. It's the, yeah, it has the same, it's the same concept, I guess. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But it's, uh, you, you'd never you'd never think of that word before fostering, would you? Um, but I did apparently. Depends on the, yes, depends um, the circumstance. If, you, if you're like a maternity ward, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then I suppose there's there's fostering's not a million miles from there. No, yeah, no, no. Incubating's no. definitely more immediate in that, <laughs> in that timeline. Anyway, yeah, but yeah. So it's in terms of just keeping that keeping that mentality and being able to do it, and that's why it's so exhausting, you know. And the reason now it looks like they've kind of crashed in just in terms of tiredness and stuff. Um, and again, you've, then you've got the challenge, obviously, of pick it up and go again but there's no point in dwelling on that I, I was almost tempted to ask Guardiola how do you make sure that you don't and I was like oh, that's verging on the negative questions that he'd be like oh fuck off mate kind of thing Yeah, I was like, there's plenty of time for that you know we'll see I, th- I imagine they'll get beat by Brighton they'll go out tonight they'll they'll get leathered I know it's a couple of days recovery but I'd imagine there'd be a bit of a, a few more players coming in compared to today get beat by Brighton maybe just because they're really good they'll be on it yeah, so you won't but be on it you say, you say and this then, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there I mean, is. Look, I have no idea if that's the case. But it no, no. But, but all I'm thinking is like, like Brighton. Brighton needed the points to qualify for Europe, but they are in Europe now. So this is both teams yeah, have achieved yeah, what true. they want to achieve this season. Like honestly, the Brighton game, it could be the most fun you'll have in a stadium for a long time. It could be two teams that are just going mad. Yeah, and like playing out from the back and doing yeah. stuff the right way with their usual patterns. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, yeah, that that will be interesting because I mean that game that he had a couple of years ago 
we talked about it recently when Foden scored the great goal, Cancelo got sent off and Brighton ended up winning. It was That was a bit mad. Um, it, yeah, it could be like that. I'm looking forward to going down, actually. Um, but yeah, like we'll we'll think about the, the momentum and the spirit. But I'd, I don't know what exactly what the team's going to look like in the week, even in terms of very strong, medium strong, t- like today, whatever. But I, I do think by Brentford, it'll be really strong again. And yeah, he'll want the rhythm final. back, won't he? Exactly, and it's yeah, it's all that kind of stuff. And like, I think, like, you don't have time to celebrate in football. Like, it was only the last couple of days when I saw that tweet with City's three goals against Villa. You think, fuck me, that was mental. But you can't. It happens, and you work through it. And I remember I didn't didn't go out that night because I had media stuff the next day, and I was feeling a bit run down. And you think you don't know, you know, really like celebrate it, enjoy it. It just happens. And and then it's a year later. You think, God, that was mad. And but, and especially now, it's like you need to celebrate this Premier League win as fans and as players, because the soon, as soon as the FA Cup comes around, whatever happens with that happens with that. But then if they if they win it or lose it, you can't really think of that too much because it's all about the Champions League final. And then yeah, after the Champions League final, obviously, the ideal scenario is the players don't have international tournaments. They have to. I mean, there must be friendlies, but I can't imagine they'd be too worried about that properly celebrate that obviously if if you don't win it then you haven't got the chance to celebrate the Premier League so it's like Sunday night go out and enjoy that because it's probably going to be the only chance you've got mm. um, I'll, I'll have a bit of a gentle rundown towards even if it's not Brighton but because I'm sure I'm sure Pep's probably told some players they're not going to play against Brighton and it's like okay well just be you know you'll be coming back in for Brentford kind of thing because then it's like right 100 miles an hour let, let's go again yeah. Um, so yeah it's just celebrate and take it in now while he can like the players were on the pitch for ages after the game and I was like well you would be wouldn't you like why would you want to why would you come off and like get dressed and go home I mean look they've not got bad homes to go to but those moments when you're on the pitch with all the trophies and stuff and and your mates and the families and all that kind of thing like they don't come around that often do they yeah yeah no and like they don't come around that often but like I mean it's probably easy to take for granted isn't it as a City player that they will but um, yeah, footballers always say, don't they? They they don't, they never really appreciate the the good moments because they were too busy like going on to the next thing. And I'm sure that is the case for this lot. But yeah, on nights like this, you, you've got to do it. And I mean, yeah, there there'll be some heavy nights out tonight. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm interested in uh, just before we move on from um, like the selection and stuff. I'm I'm interested in whether in a, a funny way, if Guardiola might have been a little bit happy to see. Um, Arsenal drop points the day before so that it it was already done because it means that the Chelsea game can just be ridiculous team everybody who's not played get them in the team get them like some minutes just just rest everybody else you can kind of go maybe then a little bit stronger for Brighton and then back to full strength for for Brentford whereas and 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 I guess you, you look at the two opposition if you in Brighton and Brentford you've got two real kind of you've got tough games there so it'll be it'll be games that will actually that's like having challenging pre-season friendlies ahead of the tournament you know what I mean you've got you've got two massive games to finish the season and two kind of warm-up games with opponents that will will present a bit of a challenge against teams that you can kind of rotate a little bit more than um that if, if they'd had to win today and he played a full strength team then that mad change is all happening midweek and then kind of maybe a little bit of a mishmash yeah, on the then, final day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it, may, it maybe does help in that sense. And also, it's like clearly the players could have played today if they'd needed to win and get over the line because that's what they would have done. But as, as soon as they didn't have to, Guardiola's like, well, fuck risking that. There's just no point. Yeah. And it's that kind of... It's that balance, isn't it, at this time of the season? It's kind of, it's kind of difficult 
to explain. You know, I've, I've talked about rotating players and when, I think it was after the FA Cup semi-final, I was like, just don't worry about it too much because he'll just kind of do what he feels is right. But there's no kind of right answer. It's just, well, this guy, he is a kind of a risk of getting injured and maybe he is tired, but he's going to have to play. Like Grealish being tired a couple of weeks ago, he he, he didn't not play for probably two or three games after, after he was feeling tired because it's just why well, you just have to. And again... For argument's sake, you'd be like, well, he is knackered, but the chances of beating Chelsea and winning the league are much higher with him. Then he can rest after. And again, yeah, as soon as you remove that necessity, don't have to do, it doesn't matter anymore. Just rest them all and see what happens. But it is interesting, isn't it? Like how he was so keen not to have the points dropped at the end to the extent that he was kind of kneeling down. But he still picked a team where basically anything could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like anything could have happened with that. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Because after like the first 20 minutes or so, it was like, God, these are still going to win like three or four nil. Um, but basically by the end, it just seemed like an, uh, basically a challenge to not let Raheem Sterling score. That basically seemed how, yeah. it, that was how it seemed for the rest of the game. It was like, okay, as long as he doesn't score, it's all right. Yeah, it was. It had testimonial vibes, didn't it, by the end? It was... Uh, well, I, mean, I mean, it was quite, the weird thing. Early. Yeah, it was the weird thing of... Um, Chelsea being 1-0 down on like 88 minutes and Kepa having the ball for a goal kick and just popping it down on the six-yard line, strolling back to his goal line and then looking up, thinking, where will I play this? It's just like any other game where you're losing 1-0, it's like it's get the ball down quickly and get it out and like yeah. get it played. And it's just like there was just no urgency. No, again, that goes back to Chelsea, doesn't it? Because, I mean, it's easy... Well, it's not, is it? It's easy for us to get caught up in the occasion, like forget that the other team have got goals and, oh, but, you know, if they had won, they'd have done this. But they haven't. They've got nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. And that kind of shows you just how much of a shambles they are. Because, yeah, like it's easy, like I say, for, for like broadcasters and for us journalists and, and fans watching it, you can just think, oh, yeah, well, this is what it means for City. And, you know, that's, you know basically it's just an exercise now in how many points can you get towards the end of the season but it's like well no because if that had been if they were playing Brighton today for argument's sake they'd be getting the ball down and trying to play because yeah they've got they've got goals to achieve if that was Villa it'd be the same thing like teams below Chelsea would be obviously some are, some are safe and not doing a lot but it's like yeah they're just but I, even like there'd be teams with like professional pride like I know I know it was different last year because Villa they just had the, the thing of they can stop the opposition on the day from winning and teams seem to revel in that whoever the team is but Villa like had nothing going for them on the last day of last season but they you know fought and battled and and hung in as much as they could and like they were still trying to they were still trying to equalise towards the end mm. um, but it's Chelsea it's just shocking absolutely <laughs> shocking and it, it is a great shame that we'd never we'd never seen that full strength City team on the back of Real Madrid Absolutely, do that take them, them apart. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to get over it at some point. Maybe they'll just do it to United in the FA Cup final instead, which will be something. We're going to take a short break now, but when we come back, we'll be looking more at City's latest title win, and we'll look at how to freshen up the squad for next season. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Let's dive into a few of the uh, players in the starting lineup, Sam, because uh, you mentioned Foden uh, a bit earlier on, the fact that he played centrally as well. Um, I saw yeah. you tweet that he he ran more than anybody else on the on the pitch. That was on the Sky, yeah. The, you know, when Sky put a little graphic up in the bottom left with different stats and stuff. There was other things as well, like chances created and of, of sprints, and he was first for sprints. But yeah, 10.3 kilometres it was at that point, right towards the end. But I remember when I did that article on on him, you know, speaking to family and people around him and stuff, they were like, he's always, would always run more, you know, even in training, because they've always got the, like, the trackers on, always won't run more than other people in training, but he just never really notice it. And, like, that data isn't readily available to, like, print media, so I can't just log into a database and see. Um, but, like, it's easy for me to say now, I don't think that that would be the case over the last two years, that he'd have run more than any other, anyone else on the pitch. But... That's always been the thing. It doesn't look like it. You'd never think that about Foden, but he's always done that when he was a kid and even like coming into the City first team. And now I've no idea how it's been over the last couple of years. I can't get hold of that data. There's no there's no way to check that. But yeah, that that was the case today and that is something that's been a, a big feature of his career really. Yeah. What did you make of him in the middle? Um, better in the first half than in the second. But I mean, the whole thing... It's hard to tell, isn't it, on a game like, like today? Yeah, exactly. But... I mean, the thing that I thought was interesting was when him and Rico Lewis were able to combine in the middle, it was just so slick. And obviously they haven't come through in the same youth teams, but they've come through in the same youth system where they're all doing the same stuff. And you just think, you know, we uh, we didn't, I don't think it's come out yet. No, it wouldn't have. It, this would have been the conversation we had on the detail show, which is probably going to come out on Thursday when we did the academy stuff. And if it's not this Thursday, it's the one after. But... I don't know if there's ever going to come a point in the next few years when there's going to be what? if I mean, three would be loads, but three or four Academy City players in the same team. And look, maybe they end up like doing a Southampton and they all go to a different team or something. But seeing those links between them on the pitch, just in flashes, and obviously Palmer was doing good stuff over on the wing, but not in connection with others who have been in the Academy with him. And you just think, it's it's really impressive what's going on in the City Academy. And we do talk about that in detail on a detail show that's coming up soon. Um, 
but just and, and how how it works and stuff like that but yeah, that that was interesting, and I didn't have to write anything from the game because we've got the end of season thing that we can be like, right, this is this is the thing to read on City this weekend. Um, but if if the second half had been a bit brighter, I probably would have done something on just that academy link up and like the kind of sign of things to come because obviously those two, yeah. Foden in particular, are special talents. But um, there's a lot of players, you know, and the, the younger the players are, the kind of it's almost like the better the better they're going to be because. You know, Foden's obviously amazing, but he's come through at a time when the academy six or seven years ago wasn't probably as good as it is now and geared towards success as it is now and the syllabus being all on the same page and all that kind of stuff. So the kids who are coming through now, the kids who are like eight or nine now and even 10, 11, they're going to be even more kind of like mini David Silvers to to kind of semi-quote that, that Gary Neville quote about James McAtee. Mm. It's just to see that coming through is quite exciting but then to see it in the first team because um, obviously there was a bit of bench mathematics wasn't there like oh this is how much the bench, bench cost but that I mean today it's particularly pointless I mean it's it's a kind of oh yeah it costs this much blah 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 um, but like you can't really add that up when like on the pitch there's like three academy kids that didn't cost anything and it's like the most rotated team you've ever seen like of course of course the bench is expensive but like if the bench costs 600 million and the first team costs like a billion, you'd be like, okay, yeah, shit, this is big, but it doesn't really work the other way around. And also Chelsea's bench was more expensive than City's first 11. Yeah. And but uh, yeah, to, to have the three academy lads in there. Um, yeah, good. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, I just saw, I just on the, on the totaling up of the two teams, it was like that there was like a hundred million between the two kind of squads on the day. And it's just like one of these teams has done this really, really well. The other one of these teams has done it really, really badly. <laughs> Yeah, again, so when I was on Five Live, I was like, it's good to have these examples. I was like, you've got Chelsea and you've got United. It's just obvious examples of spend loads of money and do you get a guarantee of success? Absolutely not. It's, it's as simple as that. And then Liverpool was the other one because Liverpool, as good as they are, um, are not quite an example of spend loads of money because obviously the Chelsea example is mental and United over the years has been, I don't know, have the figures to hand, but broadly similar to City. But obviously with Liverpool, you've got a good team who even then, they can't keep that momentum every year because they, they throw in a couple of seasons like they've had now where they drop down and they only get close to or do get the Champions League at the end. And City just don't do that. So it's like, even even if you've got an amazing team like Liverpool have, you don't get that consistency all the time. And that's why, again, not just the money spent element of you don't get this performance, but you don't get this consistency either. And yeah, having Chelsea there as right, literally right on the pitch, it's in front of your eyes. Like what? What more proof do you need? We should. I mean, given it was, I know we've talked a lot about Calvin Phillips, but we've um, we, we've we've seen a full ninety minutes from him now, and he's uh, he got he got his first Premier League start for City. Um, what what did you think? I thought I, in a weird way, like like you say, probably mirrors the rest of the team. But I thought he started pretty well, and then there was that moment with about five minutes to go where he just gave it away in midfield and. Um, Chelsea broke and like it was like oh if they get an equaliser now it's sort of like the oh why have you gone and done that you've been so in control of this game um, and it just kind of I, I guess it mirrored the rest of the team but I just I ended up feeling just a little bit disappointed by that in the end uh, he got nutmegged after about 80 seconds and I was like oh god <laughs> um, yeah it, like I say hard to judge today I, I, I'm just basically I'm just cautious of coming on a podcast when City have just lifted the trophy and then moaning about a player and also it being Calvin Phillips who we've kind of been critical of the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
I mean, there was good stuff and there was bad stuff, wasn't there? Like, we kind of saw that inconsistency. You know, when when Guardiola was, I'd like to play him more, but, you know, we're missing the best Calvin. It's be- it's not because, you know, he wouldn't... He's not unable to pick Phillips because of injuries or whatever. He's unable to pick Phillips because he, he doesn't think he's good enough, despite the fact he wants to rest Rodri an incredible amount. But he's he's not there yet. And I guess we saw that today. Um, you know, I'm sure at some point next season... If if he does stay, which he may well do, then there'll be some click and he'll he'll get an opportunity. Yeah, because um, um, look, it took Nathan. Look, it took Nathan Nathan Ake into the third season to be amazing, and as good as he was towards the end of last season when he played, and in fact, even like the middle of the season, wasn't it? Um, I don't think anybody expected him to be so integral this season. So it's like sometimes, and he could have gone before we, you know, if he'd have left last summer, we'd never know. Would have gone oh, okay. Well, he did all right, and. Maybe maybe Phillips does a bit better next season, but not major, not majorly. And then maybe he leaves, and you go, "Well, what was all that about?" But then maybe he stays, and then in two years he's amazing. Like yeah. who knows? But yeah, at the moment it's yeah, it's, a, it's not it's not easy to see that. But stranger things have certainly happened. Yeah. Um, just while we're focusing on the midfield as well, obviously there was the the stories this week that um, they could be getting close to it to to. Convincing Gundogan to uh, to sign a two year deal at City, um, which would be, I mean, delightful. Uh, the idea that, see, I I was convinced that Bernardo was going to leave this summer as well. And the more that my friend Dan has talked about this and said there's there's probably nowhere for him to go, that like that's that's now I've now been convinced that Bernardo's probably going to stay come what may, and I think it's the last year of his deal next year, isn't it? So I think he'd probably leave on a free after that. Um, but if they can get Bernardo and Gundogan to to stick around for next season, that's almost like like that's that's a massive problem solved. Uh, it's funny now. Maybe this is just me, my brain immediately being contrary or trying to find the negative in the situation, which I really don't <laughs> want to be. But it's it's almost like it wouldn't be good if both of them left, and you could easily think both stay in. I mean, just it's so it's so obvious, isn't it? Like how well they've both played recently and on the back of Real Madrid and Bernardo and all that, everything. Obviously, it seems like it's a good idea, but you just think if your hand is forced to make a change and you're going into next season, because Christ knows how they're going to come back and try and do it again. That's kind of what Guardiola was talking about in the press conference afterwards as well. He was mentioning about just, you know, what what they would do possibly in the future come back and try and do it again having won whatever they've won this season but you think if there was a not necessarily both of them but if one of them had to go you think that's not something that I think any City fan would volunteer for even one of them going but sometimes if that decision's made for you it's almost easier it's like, okay well now we're moving on and I feel like there's going to need to be some element of shaking up the squad this summer just to kind of, not massively, not four or five players, but just, just, just to make it different next season, a different dynamic, more players coming in who are looking at it. Like Haaland today, it's easy to look at Haaland with all the goals he scores and how good he is and how we think of him as just this, some kind of like robot that go, oh yeah, well, he's take that in his time. Like he would have fucking loved that today, getting his hands on the trophy for the first time. Walker's talked about when he first started winning and won the first Premier League and how he just wanted more and more and more. You can see you can see that with Grealish and you just think you need a few more of those coming in next year. 
but like if you were to look through this squad and there were there was no let's say Gundogan had another two years on his contract anyway, and the last couple of years with Bernardo wanting to go hadn't been an issue. Who would you possibly look at in that squad and go, okay, we'll get rid of him, we'll get rid of him, we'll get rid of him? But I feel like something like that needs to happen just to move it forward. And those, I think we've mentioned it before, but sometimes those evolutions in football they need to be quite painful. Yeah, it was last like, season, wasn't it, with uh, Jesus, Zinchenko, and um, and Sterling? It was like I can get. Like, I I I really didn't want. I I, I could get on board with, uh, for instance, Jesus being uh, moved on because they'd already agreed in principle at that stage, Harland, and then it was it was happening. That was happening. Um, but I was like, actually, I don't really want Sterling to leave. I think he can still play a part in this team, and Zinchenko can obviously still play a part because they haven't bought a fucking left back in fifteen years. But yeah, like. It's sort of like that. That just kind of you have to rip the bandaid off sometimes, and it and that just kind yeah. of moves things on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if, yeah, if they were to stay, I mean, the thing is, in terms of Bernardo not not going anywhere, I think PSG just seems to be a goer. We'll have more transfer stuff during the summer, I hope. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like if you're not if you are shaking up that squad, look to the other obvious one. Um, well, I was going to mention where, the port. Where's that because, shake up coming? Where's that shake yeah, up coming if, if those two stay? Yeah, well, I was going to mention the port just because of. Uh, have you seen the, the videos of him um, after the game? Yes. Where clearly, like, incredibly emotional. It's like, it's. Mm. It, it, it's pretty obvious at this stage then that, that this is his last season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like. A, it's been, I've been told it's a certainty that he's going to go, but I don't know, but not where. Um, I don't know how that would possibly work, where the money is in European football this this summer for that to happen. But yeah, I mean, it's we've been talking about it for months anyway as a fact that he he's going to go slash very likely to go. Um, and yeah, you see that today. Because again, when I was on the radio, people were like, oh, this is that time of year where you start looking for body language, you know, people waving to all corners of the ground or whatever. But like with, with Laporte, just like crying that much, you think, okay, yeah. But it, again, it's mad, isn't it? Like, he obviously knows he's going and he's not been happy basically since the World Cup, keen to go. Not the first time he's been keen to go. Not always happy with his playing time. Not always happy with Guardiola. To the extent that he's kind of said, well, I want to go. And this, when was it? It was, yeah, it was January 2021 just as they were turning it around and getting towards the first of these three titles and going to the Champions League final, that he went in, or his agent went in, and said, I want to go. Um, but then still, you know, to to kind of realise what you're missing, what you will be missing, like mm-hmm. the teammates you've got. Because he's obviously not happy with the situation. But, Christ, like, what's next? And again, like, it's not... Because, like, I get players, if players want to go, then they want to go and... That that's fine. I mean, I might even you know if I was in, if I was in that team and I'd won all I'd won, maybe I'd want to go and I'd maybe I'd be pissed off for certain things. And but then you just think it's like the Bernardo thing as well, isn't it? Like fucking up. I know, like you, there's your career and enjoying your career while you've got it. But like, if it's just purely to, I know this is easy for me to say because obviously I don't get it because I'm from England. I still live in England. And there's an element of him just wanting to go and have more of like his life, whether it's Spain or it's not going to be Portugal, is it? But that more kind of thing. But you just think, just do it when you retire, mate. <laughs> or like you say, if, when the, whenever the contract's up, just like go then or nearer. Like, 
because the obvious example today is Sterling. Sterling got the best possible move he could get last year. And look, other players will be able to get maybe better moves than Chelsea because we didn't know how bad, badly Chelsea was going to go. But he got one of the best moves you can get in Europe if you leave in City to go to Chelsea. And it's been a shambles. And there's no guarantee that he's going to stay there. And you just think for Bernardo, it's like, you, what? how would your talents be utilised elsewhere? Like if he went to Real Madrid, fine. I'm sure it would work out okay. If he goes anywhere else, well done, you've won the French League. I'd, I'd, yeah. You, you, you would like to think that just looking around, it, days like today at the stadium when they're celebrating, but even, you know, FA Cup and, and the Champions League as well. That you'd think there might be a couple. Obviously, Gundogan, Gundogan's issue isn't him wanting to go, is it? He wants to stay, but it's about the length of the contract. But with Bernardo, you'd think, all right, this isn't so bad, is it? But yeah. as we've seen with Laporte, he's obviously not happy, and but he's still kind of incredibly choked up by it, which kind of just shows all the kind of... The emotions. The emotions, I guess, yeah, that we can't through. really comprehend because we're not footballers. Yeah. Um, another name just uh, hit me in the face then is a player that you might move on to freshen things up and, and kind of keep it moving on. Uh, Mares. Uh, when when Pep said that weird stuff at Wembley, I did ask, and the person I spoke to said, "I don't think he's going to go." So again, with yeah, I mean, Maris is an interesting one because you you wouldn't want to miss him. You wouldn't want to li- him to leave, would you? You wouldn't want no, no. that 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 just for one thing alone, the certainty of that first touch when he switched to play. Like in in the article um, that I wrote about the the whole season and stuff, and like in the last few weeks, like the the grass being dry at places has really... I know Guardiola mentioned it against Fulham. It was the same at Everton, I think we mentioned it. And it was the same at Real Madrid away. And they were like, basically, if it just takes that split second longer for the ball to travel from the midfield out to the winger, obviously, look, if it's going in the air, it's not an issue. But if it's going out along the floor, then it takes it's slower to get there. And then their midfielders have time to go over and close them down. And that makes a difference. And you just think, if it's that detailed that it's just so perfect that when they switch the ball to Mahrez, and we could always see this going back to Sterling as well, because Sterling was never brilliant at controlling the ball first time. But Mahrez can do it brilliantly, and so can Grealish. And you just think, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to miss that certainty of yeah. when they do switch the ball to him. He's going to control it, and then he's, he's going to cut back inside. But obviously now, if you can combine it with De Bruyne going around the outside as well, and he slots the ball in behind, and De Bruyne can cross, cross it along the floor and all that kind of stuff. It, it's just so integral for that but obviously you've got his goals record which has been really good over the last few seasons um, he's like Guardiola says he's he's not happy when he's not playing but he's always pretty reliable when he does come back in especially well the second part of the season Guardiola did say earlier in the season didn't he, he wasn't like that when he comes on early in the started, season sometimes yeah. he can be a bit sulky but yeah but but now he's been great so yeah again but the thing is the whole that's the whole point of this conversation isn't it like you could name any of these players and I'd say no I don't, I don't want them to go or they shouldn't go but sometimes they have that's, to that's so maybe Morris because yeah. of age or whatever but yeah I mean but what they gave him a two year contract last year and that was because they were like despite his age and where is he 32 and a winger but they were like despite his age we feel like the way he, he is the way yeah he's 32 the way his body is and his fitness and stuff he, he those two years won't be wasted it won't be one and then done which I guess is what they're worried about with Gundogan um, but yeah, so I, that's the thing. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't volunteer for 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 Mares to go. But I suppose it's one of those, isn't it? Like if you had to say, here's three players. There's three players in the squad you've got to get rid of, and you go through them all. 
Like it'd probably be on there just because he's thirty two and it's the age profile, isn't it? And also, if yeah. you look at this forwards, you wouldn't get rid of Grealish, you wouldn't get rid of Foden, you wouldn't get rid of Haaland, you wouldn't get rid of Alvarez. So he's probably by default, but that's just kind of like a very, very difficult decision. If you've got to pick, if you've got to pick one out of those forwards, it might be him. So yeah, hypothetically maybe, but I don't think there's much sense of him actually going as it stands. And yeah, yeah I mean, he certainly doesn't deserve to. But yeah, like you say, if if these things happen organically, then maybe it's for the best for everyone. But yeah, it, it depends. If City were to get a winger, which I'm not sure they will, but if they were to get a winger, then that might you and know maybe. phase him out a bit more. And it depends. It depends on Bernardo as well, doesn't it? Because it's not been Palmer that's been playing on the wing. Um, it's just been Bernardo, hasn't it? And I'm. I was thinking about this earlier, actually, for the FA Cup final. For the Champions League final, I'm sure Bernardo will play on the right, unless Guardiola's like, actually, I want to do this, this, and this, and he changes it all. But I'm wondering for the FA Cup, as much as it's a big game and he loves to have them all on, and to be fair, he probably will do. But there is part of me that thinks maybe he'll play Mahrez in the FA Cup final. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, that brings us to a close for the free version of Let Me Talk. If you'd like to hear more, me and Sam are talking about the media coverage of City's latest title win, plus lots more of the fallout of the win over Chelsea in the extended ad-free version for members. You can get that by signing up at lmtpod.com. Thank you very much, Sam Lee. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've just seen something else that could quite easily come up in that media chat, but we'll save that for another day. Yeah, plenty to get our teeth stuck into there. Thanks very much. Cheers. We'll see you next time. <laughs>